he taught me something that I, I'll never forget. You know, he said, your mind will always give out before your body. Mm. You know, and that was a big part of his training. And so not only would he push me physically, but probably more importantly, he'd push me mentally. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Basketball Strong Podcast. I'm Tim DeFrancesco, former LA Lakers strength and conditioning coach and doctor of physical therapy, and I'm here with my co-host, Emmy-nominated writer and author, Phil White. This podcast is not just for basketball junkies. It's for anyone who loves to hear the human stories behind great people while learning the science behind preparing your body for the court and high performance. Today's episode is a short, it's a mini episode, and it's actually an unreleased excerpt from a former episode. So episode number 17 was with was an incredible episode with Dan Grunfeld. It's one of our most downloaded episodes, and if you haven't listened to it and you go back and listen, you'll see exactly why Dan gets into everything that he went through to write the new book that he just released called By the Grace of the Game, which is the story about how his grandparents survived the Holocaust to then scratch out a life and a living in New York City. And then their son, Ernie, Dan's father, how he then became basketball royalty. But in this episode, we're going to get into the story of Crazy Frank. So Crazy Frank is a below-the-radar trainer and coach of many basketball players who went through during that period of time when Dan was coming up through trying to really make a name for himself as a basketball player at Stanford. And he's a family friend of Dan's, but he became a mentor and the person that he attributes his physical prowess and his physical progress during his time at Stanford to this is such a fun episode and I'm just going to tease it a little bit this is just the first of a series of episodes on crazy Frank with the end goal being of getting crazy Frank on the show let's get into the episode describe Frank what would describe Frank a little bit and his white husky Seminole may he rest in peace Seminole Uh, He's a good boy. So, you know, I, Frank's nickname is Crazy Frank. Crazy Frank. He earned that yeah. nickname. <laughs> he earned that nickname. Listen, and, uh, but, uh, but there's a method to his madness. And uh, Frank is – I was the first basketball player Frank trained. He had since, after me, trained players much better or bigger than me, you know, NBA yeah. All-Stars. And he's been featured on ESPN, always yep. with his face blacked out. He's kind of a, a guy right. who kind of keeps under the radar. And so, of course, I had to clear what I wrote about him in the book. But – he was, he, was okay, he was okay with everything. But Frank was just a dear friend of our families from New Jersey, and he moved out to San Francisco when I got to Stanford. And he was always telling me, dude, train with me. Train with me. You don't know what you could be. And I was playing on the number one team in the country. I'm like, sure, man. I got this. Don't worry about it. But after right. my really disappointing year, and because of like kind of my ambition and my determination, I knew that I, I would do anything. You know, I, there was not yeah. – so I wanted something extreme. And Man, he, he did, we did a lot of training in the sand, so sprinting up sand hills, carrying buckets of sand, beginning in pull-up position and maneuvering your way around and running these. I mean, it was the physical part of it was very extreme, and I write about this in the book. The first time I did it, after like 15 minutes, he called it because he could see that I wouldn't quit, but so he said, dude, you're done. You're done. And, yeah. uh, and he taught me something that I, I'll never forget. You know, he said, your mind will always give out before your body, mm. you know, and that was a big part of his training. And so 
not only would he push me physically, but probably more importantly, he'd push me mentally. I'll tell you this. I haven't told this story. I've told it privately, but not publicly. But this is just an example of the type of stuff we did. Not only did we do like strength and conditioning, but he would, we would do basketball stuff. I would shoot a thousand three pointers every day and he would track what I like. We would be in the gym forever. We had this drill that we would do where I would shoot a three from the top of the key. I would run to the baseline and kind of touch the wall, run back to half court and then shoot another three from the top of the key. Right. So there's like running and they're shooting. If I made it, I got one point. If I missed it, it was negative two. Right. So this is, this is kind of like the game. Right. And so I'll never forget this. We started and, and, you know, we worked out really hard. So there were days that I didn't have it, but he would keep pushing me. There was a day where I started that drill and I was negative 28. Oh <laughs> so, my God. So like, so like I'm missing shots and every shot I'm missing, he's smiling and he calls all guys, sir. He goes, great, sir. Great. Negative, negative 22, sir. And I'm thinking in my head, like, man. now not only do I have to do all this running, but I have to make like 80% of my three pointers for like, 20, you know, I'm, 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 staying, I'm trying to do the math in my head, but it's not competing. Right. All I know is I got to make a ton of shots. But I remember him saying to me, he goes, sir, you are not going to give up. You're going to do it. And then you're going to know you did it. And that's what's going to happen here today. And then I just put my head down. All of a sudden, boom, 10 in a row. Now I'm at, and then I missed two. Now I'm at negative 16. Now I'm at negative eight. After about two hours of just jogging from baseline to, to half court and shooting threes, I got to zero. I, I got to 11. Oh you know? my gosh. And, and when that last shot went in, I just remember pick up the ball. I said, sir, never forget that you did that. You never forget, you know, and, and more so than the cardiovascular, it was just, it was just that mentality. And there were other examples like that where, you know, you didn't think you could, but then he pushed, but he also knew when to pull me back by the way, cause he, <laughs> would, you know, he didn't want to run me into the ground. I'll tell you this, and this is part of his genius. There were days where we went to the gym to basketball, which we did at the end of the day. And I was going so hard during the day, man. I would be exhausted a couple, sometimes. And one time I remember where I was just like dragging. And he said, sir, we're done. Wow. And he said, sir, we're done. Get your stuff. Let's go. And then, you know, and I didn't argue, you know, but. Right. <laughs> just the feel of it. Just he could tell. He, he knew. So, so yeah. he, to, his, to his credit, he knew it to pull me back. But, yeah. man, did he knew how to push. And so I got back to Stanford. And I just not only physically had I put on muscle and all these things, right. but mentally, man, after going through those things and knowing, like, you won't stop, you'll push. Like, I, that's why, like, I went from, again, three and a half points to 18. You know, and that's a lot. That's a, in the Pac-10. The Pac-10 was very strong. I was shooting 50% from two, 43% from three. Like, I was doing it at that time. And I credit a lot of that to Frank, man. He just got me there. Well, that's such a hard thing. Many, many players or many athletes in any sport never, they think they're working hard and they don't really know what it is like to get to that upper, upper limit or even how to push it and, and, and yeah. kind of get there. And you, you need a coach, you need somebody who has a feel like Frank did and, and knows, okay, this is the day where we walk out and we, we leave some meat on the bone here, but yeah. this is, this where there's going to be days when we, we push past that, we push right up into that upper limit and see what we can make it. Right. See, you know, man, this is what you, you've done, right? You've worked with totally. the in the world much, much better than me. And, you know, people like the some of the greatest of all time, workers, players. And so, you know, you know, how, how you can kind of keep pushing and, and doing all those things. But I was lucky the right person came into my life yeah. at the right time, you know, and, and the results showed. 
Yeah. And I think there's a confidence, maybe you agree, where you just you're almost looking across at your opponent when that first game of the season is up and maybe your your teammates in practice that you're going against, but they're ultimately your teammates. So it's like, I got you guys. And then you look at those guys did not do this. They didn't do what I did. And there's this confidence that is just like you said, you just get you you start rolling because physically you're you're a step ahead and and many steps ahead of where you were the year before, but just confidence wise, right? Big time. And, you know, I write, I write in the book, like I suffered more than anyone. Yeah. And I just, I wore that like armor. And honestly, yeah. I remember being there like, yeah, it just, it just gives you this strength. And I, I wish my, you know, my grandma, like, cause I would come back to her house. I, I'd leave for in the morning for San Francisco. We'd work out on the, on the sand Hills. You know, we just go through this whole long day and I get back to my grandmother like eight, seven, eight, nine at night, depending on when we were done. I'd have three or four shirts that were soaked. There'd be <laughs> sand everywhere, you know. And, she, and I would just like eat her amazing food and just collapse. And she saw me do that day after day, and she'll still talk about that. Like, oh, your shirts were so sweaty, and there was so much sand, you know. But, but right. I just knew, like, and I tell people that when I talk to groups of youngsters now, like, you, like if you suffer for what you want, that's going to come back around to you. You know, you yeah. want to do it. You want to be smart. You don't want to do things crazy, but like. Yeah, that you got to work. Like when you outwork right. people, that it's not just the physical, it's the mental. I love that. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's show, and we hope you did, please give us a good review on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen to podcasts on. And so you never miss a weekly episode, be sure to subscribe and follow. You can find previous episodes on our show website. That's www.basketballstrongpodcast.com. For more basketball performance resources and nagging injury solutions, follow me on Instagram at TD Athletes Edge and follow Phil at Phil White Books. Until next week's episode, stay basketball strong. <laughs>